So the message today is what's next? What's next? You see, when Jesus rose from the dead, that wasn't the end of the story. That was the beginning of a story. 2,000 years later, we're still living in that story. When he rose from the dead, it was the beginning of what God was about to do to transform this earth from the top to the bottom. It wasn't the end, it was the beginning. The cross wasn't the end, the resurrection wasn't the end, the Holy Spirit coming down on Pentecost wasn't the end. The story's not over. The story still is happening. God still has work to do on this earth. So this is, this is the beginning. What's next? What can happen after Easter? What part do we have? And that's what I want to talk to you today. And I believe there are some people, maybe you're here right now, in this service, that you are in a moment in your life where you've, maybe you've been a Christian and you've been walking with God and one time you had the fire, but today you kind of just feel, bleh. how else can you describe it? Just kind of dry, not on fire anymore. Or maybe you're new in believing in Jesus one year old, a few months old, I don't know, you've just recently come to know him and you are trying to understand what, what does this all mean for me? I believe today God is going to speak to someone in this house, in this building, in this service, and you are going to leave this place walking into your destiny, walking into who God wants you to be, walking into your next step because God is not done with you. God's not done with you. It's the beginning of what he wants to do with you. And if you've seen miracles, there's more miracles. If you've seen good things, there's more good things in your future. Let's walk into what's next. Together, individually, as a church here and all over the world, we need to walk into what God is doing next. And he is moving. Amen? Come on, give God some praise if you're ready for what's next in your life. You can take your seats. What's next? What's next? What is next? When Jesus rose from the dead, in fact, when he died on the cross, so he died on Friday, they buried him before 6 p.m. on Friday. The disciples were afraid, they ran away, they went into hiding, and we can see the reaction of Peter Peter denied Jesus. He was afraid, and that fear made him deny Jesus. Some woman looked at him and said, Don't, aren't you one of the followers of Jesus? No, 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 no. I never knew him. It's almost like your best friend saying they never knew you. He denied Jesus. It, that was terrible. But at the same time, we can also see a man named Judas that betrayed Jesus, took money to betray him. And in that moment when Jesus was on the cross, Judas felt in his heart sorry for what he had done. In fact, he was so sorry for what he had done that he went back to the temple. He tried to turn the money back in to make right what he had done wrong. But his reaction to what was happening was totally the opposite of how Peter and the other disciples reacted. Judas 
was sorry for what he did. He tried to turn the money back, but what happened? He went in a spiral out of control into darkness to the place where he was in such a dark hole that he even took his own life. Peter denied Jesus too. Peter denied Jesus. He said he didn't know him. Which one was worse? I don't think we're meant to decide which one was worse. They both denied him in a different way. How they reacted was what made the difference for the future. You see, on Sunday morning, when the women came back and told the disciples, Jesus is alive! What was Peter's first reaction in his heart? He got up and he ran as fast as he could go to the place where Jesus was looking for Jesus. Let me encourage you today. Whatever has happened in your life, we've all denied Jesus. Just admit it. We've all done things wrong. We've all denied him in a different way. But what is your reaction when that happens? Are you, maybe you're sorry, but you are still running from God. Don't do that. Don't run from Jesus. Run to Jesus. Peter ran as fast as he could go to Jesus. Why? Because he knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, and it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, he will lift you up again. That's why he died on the cross. So don't run from him, run to him in the moment of trouble, in the moment when you feel that you are alone, in the moment when you are under attack, don't run away. Don't run away from the house of God. Don't run away from Jesus. Run as fast as you can into his presence, back to him, and allow him to heal you and to lift you up again. That's what Peter did, and look what happened with Peter's life. He was lifted up, and he became a powerful witness, changing the world for Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus wants to do with you. Doesn't mean you're going to be a pastor. Doesn't mean you're going to be a preacher. We kind of all are. It's not just for pastors to preach. You can preach by the way you live your life. God wants to lift you up again, to walk in your destiny and into your future. Don't run from him. Run to him. There's three things that we can learn from the resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead. The first is that the resurrection makes the sacrifice worth it. You see, Jesus dying on the cross was a big sacrifice. Do you think it was easy for him to die on the cross? In the moment before he went to die on the cross, we see Jesus in a garden, and he is begging and even crying blood in so much pain, asking God to, to do it another way. God, please remove this cup from me. So much pain, not wanting to go forward onto the cross. And you know why I think he was so, so overwhelmed with, but then he said, not my will, but your will be done. Very famous verses, and Jesus went forward with it, but it was a big sacrifice, what he had to do. And it wasn't just dying on the cross and the pain 
of dying that was so bad, do you know what the worst was? It was the moment when the sky went black and his father in heaven turned away from him and he was cut off from the presence of God. That was the biggest sacrifice, to be cut off from his father, God turning away from Jesus and all the sin on him. And as he died, going to a place separated from God, that was a sacrifice. But when he rose from the dead, and now he is seated in heaven with all the power and authority in his hand, it made the sacrifice worth it. It was worth it. Why? Because now we can have salvation. Why was it worth it? Because now when we have salvation, we don't have to be separated from God ever. We don't ever have to go through what he went through. We can walk from this life into the next life, never experiencing a separation from God. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. It was worth it because now billions of people through the last thousands, 2,000 years and even before the ones that were set free under the old covenant now are in community and communion in heaven with Jesus and he gets to be with us forever. That's worth it. The pain was worth it. Every beating that Jesus went through, all of the pain in his physical body, the blood that came out from him on the cross, all of that pain was worth it. Because he went through that pain, we have healing. Because his body was broken, we can be made whole. Because of his pain, we don't have to experience pain like that ever again. His sacrifice was once and for all. We are set free. We are healed by his pain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The pain was worth it. The plan is worth it. The destiny is worth it. You see, the whole time Jesus was dying on the cross, he was looking out not at the moment, not living in the moment at all. He had a bigger vision in his mind, a bigger idea of what was going to come next, and that was the church that when he rose from the dead and, and went back and had the power in his hands and as the Holy Spirit fell and the church was beginning, that the church was the destiny and on the earth the church would go forth from Jerusalem to all the nations of the world. Now look, we're in Germany and the church is here. You can go to almost every place really every place around the world, and the church is there. That's the plan. That's the destiny. But it's not over. The church is going to continue to rise until the whole world is covered with the glory of God. That's why the destiny was worth it. Jesus raising from the dead made the sacrifice worth it, made the pain worth it, because the destiny was worth it. 
If you look into the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and if you read some of them, it's not always the last chapter. John has two chapters, and I love John so much because it has two chapters at the end after Jesus rose from the dead. The last one is really an amazing chapter, John 21, but all of them tell stories about once Jesus rose from the dead. You see, it wasn't the end. It was just the beginning of what was about to happen when Jesus rose. For example, he appeared to Mary Magdalene in the garden. He talked to her. He talked with her. Then he appeared to the disciples. Another time, he appeared to two men walking on the road, going to another city. He appeared to 500 people on a mountaintop before he was taken up into heaven. There are many signs that Jesus did and miracles, the Bible says, that he continued to do miracles even after he was raised from the dead. Read those chapters. They're fascinating. But I want to point out two stories to you to let you see something about what I'm talking about. And the first one is in Mark 16, and here's what it says. Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating, and he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Let me say one thing right there. Preach the gospel to all creation. The King James Bible, very old English, says it preach to all creatures. I love this verse. Do you know why I love it? Because it says preach to all creation. The mission of the church, the mission of you is not just about people. It's about the whole world and everything that's going on in the world. Come on, it's about restoring back to God His way for the whole wide world, and that means every part of what He made, not just people, the whole creation. Yes, people, but also how the world functions, how we interact with the planet. God wants us to restore back to His way the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken this to them, he was taken up into heaven and seated at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. What's next in your life is going to be harder than what you had before. The next level is going to require more discipline, it's going to require walking in the Word of God and what the Word of God says at another level. Maybe you just need to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow, start something new. I don't know when you wake up. I wake up quite early every day. You wake up at 4, 3 o'clock. <laughs> don't do that. 6 is good. It's a step for some. I wake up at 6, 15. <laughs> That extra 15 is helpful. 
Maybe you need to change something. Maybe it's going to require going to a new level of just living dangerous. I believe God is calling people to live dangerous. It says right here they will pick up snakes. It doesn't say the snake comes to you and goes to your hand. It says they're picking up the snake. It's almost like you're going out and looking for the danger. I'm going to pick up this snake. I don't recommend doing it literally tomorrow. But take that as a meaning for yourself. You've got to get out of the box that you're in, out of your comfort zone, out of what you do regularly, and just start doing something a little more risky, a little more extreme, a little different than what you've done before. Jesus is going to be with you. Another one is in John chapter 20, and this is where Jesus appeared to the disciples on Sunday evening when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I'm sending you. What's next after the resurrection is that God is sending you. I don't think we need to know much more than that. God is sending you. God is sending you. Where is he sending you? To your building, to your work, everywhere that we go. He's sending us what? As lights in this world. Jesus talked about being a light on a hill. That's what he's sending us to be everywhere that we go. The church is much more than just a Sunday service. The church is much more than just Easter Sunday praise party with Triple O that was just so amazing. The church is way bigger. It's each and every one of us realizing and taking hold that we are being sent everywhere that we go. You don't even need to use words most of the time. Just be the light everywhere that you go. And the amazing thing is that Jesus is not leaving us to do it by ourselves. The Holy Spirit falling on your life gives you the power to be sent out. He will tell you what to do. He will teach you what to say. He will give you the words when you need them. Not me. Not hear from a sermon. The Holy Spirit in you is going to give you the words to say. Don't take my words. Take the Holy Spirit's words. Amen? You need to speak what he said. We are being sent. The sacrifice of Jesus was worth it. His pain was worth it. The plan and destiny is worth it. But your sacrifice is also worth it. What's next is going to require more sacrifice from you. Jesus walked by Matthew sitting at his tables, and in that moment, he just threw all of that down, got up, and followed Jesus. That was a sacrifice. 
immediately following Jesus, letting everything behind and following Jesus. Imagine in the moment when Jesus is dead, Matthew, I'm sure he thought about, what did I do? I gave up all this stuff and now Jesus is dead. But the fact that he's alive means that the sacrifice is worth it. The sacrifice is worth it in your life. Everything you've given to the kingdom of God is worth it. Everything you've done to serve him, if you're on a team showing up here early, working hard to build all this up, it's worth it. Everything you've given away, everything you've gone through, it's worth it. The sacrifice is worth it. The pain is worth it. Getting up early might be painful for you. It's worth it. Changing things in your life, not, not just staying the same, but moving forward, forgiving people, that's painful sometimes. It's worth it. Letting go of someone that you need to let go of, it's worth it. It's worth it. Why is it worth it? Because the plan and destiny, your plan and your destiny is worth it. Your plan and your destiny, the plan God has for you, not your plan, his plan for you, the, your plan, your destiny is worth it. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. I want to pray with you. The plan that God has for your life is an amazing plan. And it doesn't matter what has happened in the past, what pain you've been through. It doesn't matter what you've done. Run to Jesus because the plan and destiny he has for your life is worth it. It's worth it. And it's bigger than anything you could imagine. And so right now, if there are people in this place today that you feel that you are off track from the plan that God has for your life, take this moment right now to say, yes, Jesus, I want to get back on track. I'm running to you right now. Lift me up again. I want to walk your way. I want to do what you've called me to do. Not what, what I want to do, but your way, your will in my life. I make a commitment today. The sacrifice is worth it. God, I'm giving it away. I'm giving it all away. I'm giving away everything of myself to you today. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to give it all away. Know that it's worth it. The pain is worth it. The pain to change is worth it. Jesus wants to change you from the inside out. Not to become what man wants you to be. Not to become what somebody else wants you to be. Not to become what the world told you you should be. Not to become what you think you should be, but to become who God said you should be. That might be painful, but the pain is going to be worth it. Because your destiny is worth it. Your destiny is worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it to God. Jesus loves you so much. So in the name of Jesus, 
Move in people's hearts right now. Get them back on track to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if you believe it, I want you to just clap your hands. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anyone here today that you have never asked Jesus to come into your life for the first time, you are here right now in this house and you can sense Jesus speaking to you. And you want to ask him to come into your heart for the first time. Or maybe you're here today and you walked with God at one point, but you are not walking with him. You want to come back to Jesus today. There is a prayer that is going on screen. I want you to speak this prayer with your mouth. Speak it out with your own mouth. And church, we are going to pray it all together with those that are speaking it for the first time. Here we go. Father in heaven, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you for your amazing love. I repent of my sins and thank you for your forgiveness. Come into my life and give me a fresh start. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live my life for you from this day forward. Amen. Amen.